Why go no contact with a narcissist? What's the point? Why not just ignore them? Or why just not respond? Why do I have to go no contact? I get this question a lot of times from different people. And the reason why I get it is if you don't know who I am, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist and I'm on this platform to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. I do this by telling my story, telling what I've been through, what I've put people through by being a narcissist. How it's been destructive in my life, how it's been destructive in my wife's, how it's been destructive to a lot of different people along the way. Because a lot of people don't realize what narcissism is, and a lot of people know maybe even a textbook idea of it, but they don't see it on a day-to-day basis and they don't understand what's going on. So I try to work with people on a day-to-day basis through Zoom calls or live events or just producing content to try to be able to help answer questions that narcissists typically won't answer because they're not willing to do the work and actually dive deep in themselves and get honest and vulnerable about who they actually are. I work with people to break them out of a trauma bond, to get to the place where they understand, hey, I know this relationship is toxic. I know I shouldn't be with this person. It's a bad idea, but I still feel that pull. I still have those emotions and those feelings for that person. And a lot of times we'll sit down, we'll go through, and we'll try to give you clarity and, and decide what are the facts on the situation because the facts are going to help set you free from that trauma bond, that thing that has you tied to that person. As people get out of that, sometimes it feels like it gets worse for a period of time. And that's because you're going through the detox phase. You're going through the phase that you're separating yourself from the narcissist, but you still don't feel at peace all the time. And that's because as you come off of that, you have the same kind of attributes that you would coming off of a regular addiction from alcohol or drugs or anything like that. So you're going to have physical, mental, emotional, sexual withdrawals that you're used to having with that one person. Sometimes it's just the idea of the anxiety of not feeling that or wondering when the hammer is going to drop because you've been so used to that over a period of time. If people aren't careful when they're out of the relationship with the narcissist and they don't go through that detox process and work on changing their vision and values, they slide right back into the trauma bond and get stuck again. So I try to work with people to break them free, to be able to get them through that detox phase and then get into a place of clarity. And that clarity is focusing on their vision and their values of where they're actually going in life and how they want that to feel and be when they keep, when they keep moving forward. Like what's the next step? As we do that, we set boundaries. So we set boundaries for you so you don't go back to the narcissist or the toxic person. And we set boundaries going forward for you so that you're not going to get involved in another toxic relationship. But you can identify and see the red flags early on. We try to be able to provide this in multiple different ways with not just the one-on-ones, but also through a resource called the NARC app. If you haven't had a chance to download it, go on the Apple Store or Google Play and look up NARC. N-A-R-C stands for Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. On that community, you have like-minded people who have come out of the narcissistic abuse, have come out of toxic relationships, and are wanting to learn, grow, heal, and change. And it has areas for there for you to be able to go on and be able to track your no contact, be able to record your truth, be able to engage with other people. There's other exclusives coming out with weekly live events, also monthly Zoom calls, a whole bunch of different actions that are coming out of the NARCAP that I want you to be able to check out. So feel free to check that out. But going back to what I was asking, like why no contact? Like what is the purpose? Like why does a person have to go no contact? You know, a lot of people think that going, a lot of people have a misconception about no contact. Let's start off with that. A lot of times a misconception of no contact is I'm just going to leave that person and I'm not going to interact with them again. So when I'm talking about no contact, I'm talking about there is no possibility or no way for the toxic person in your life to contact you. 
That means blocking and ghosting is normally how I refer to it. So blocking is every single venue, every single aspect, every single way that there would be any possibility of connection is completely cut off. So that means simply you're blocked on the phone. They're blocked on Instagram. They're blocked on Facebook. They're blocked on Snapchat. Like you name it. All of the social medias, they're all blocked. They're blocked on Venmo. They're blocked on Alexa. They're blocked. Like literally every single thing you can imagine. Spotify. Like PayPal. Like you name it. They're going to get blocked on everything. And you have to go completely no contact and to block them. That's what no contact means. It means that there is no possible way for that person to interact with you ever. So when we talk about no contact, I want to make sure you understand when people sometimes say to me, like in one-on-ones, they're like, I've been no contact for six months, but yesterday I, like, no, that's not no contact. No contact means there is no any communication and there is no visual seeing anything back and forth between that toxic person that was in your life. The reason why we say no contact, especially when they're in a cheating relationship, especially when they're moving on, is because of the fact of the new supply. Now, when a narcissist or a toxic person gets out of a relationship, they normally already have another relationship lined up. They probably already had one while they were with you. But those relationships can can happen very quickly. And all of a sudden you see a week, two weeks later, you start to see their social media change. You start to see them put up pictures of them happy or you start to see them put up pictures of them with another person showing how happy they are. Oftentimes, the only people on social media that have to convince everybody that they're happy are the ones that really are not happy. And you'll see a narcissist or a toxic person, psychopath, sociopath, once they get out of the relationship, you'll see them actually go to the next relationship and it becomes a production. This is why a lot of times we tell people go no contact because what you're seeing is just another false story. It's just another mask. They get into your other relationship and they put up this giant production to convince and make everybody think, this is my soulmate, this is how good it is, this is amazing, and this is like perfect. And you'll start to think, maybe it was me because it seems like they're having a good time. Maybe it was my fault. Maybe they're actually supposed to be meant together and it was me, I was holding him back. I'm the toxic person. Maybe I'm the narcissist. And all these thoughts start going through your head wondering because of the fact that they're putting on another show. They're putting on a production. So it's one of the reasons why we say go no contact because it's so clear that you need to be able to cut that. Otherwise, you'll get stuck thinking, reminiscing, and wondering what the next person has. When in reality, what you're viewing at that moment is you're viewing the love bombing stage from the outside. And the things that you're experiencing, the things that you're feeling in that moment, looking at the next relationship, is the same thing probably that somebody had when he was starting the relationship with you or when she was starting the relationship with you. Something to think about there. Oftentimes, if you don't go no contact, you'll get what's called a hoover. So a hoover is the aspect when the, when the toxic person comes back into your life for the sole purpose of connecting with you, getting with you, whether that's emotionally, mentally, sexually, whatever. They want to get back with you for the purpose of control. It's not because they love you so much. It's not because they're interested in you. It's not because they care or that they've changed. It's that they want to get back into your life to manipulate you. So a lot of times you'll see them call, you'll see them text incessantly, like trying to get your attention. They'll blow up your email, they'll show up at your job, they'll bring you flowers, they'll do anything and everything to be able to contact you. This is why it's so important to go so no contact. I was talking to someone the other day that the toxic person called and left a message on her Alexa. I didn't even know that was possible. 
So just be careful because they'll always try to contact. They'll send you uh, Venmo. They'll send you money through Venmo so they can type a message. They'll do anything to be able to contact you. Now with hoovering, there's also the aspect that's called a reverse hoover. You don't hear it too often, but it's the idea of where they kind of sit back and they don't do anything or very minimal as far as like they're not reaching out to you, but they're waiting for you to reach out to them. Sometimes they might do this by connecting with other people, maybe flying monkeys, someone that's going to come in your life and interact. And so it's not the narcissist or the toxic person like coming at you. It's someone else kind of interacting. Sometimes they might put on social media or communicate to other people how maybe they're deathly sick or maybe someone in their family just passed away or a crisis after another to try to be able to either get you to reach out or try to be able to upset you depending on what might happen. There's someone that they were with a toxic person and when they broke up, the toxic person faked their death just to be able to get the other person back. Crazy scenarios out there that happen on every day. And I hear about these every single day when I'm working with people trying to help them get that clarity to be able to break free from that. The idea of if you don't go no contact, so the idea if you're still having some contact, if you're still looking at their social media, anything like this, what I want you to think of is this the idea of having like a wound, okay? And you take a Band-Aid and you put it over top. Every time you go back and you take a look at what the toxic person is putting out on social media, you're ripping off that Band-Aid every single time. And so what's happening is you're, re, you're re-traumatizing yourselves in different levels by going back wondering, am I the narcissist? What's actually going on? And all these things start prevailing in your thoughts. What you have is you have that wound that's getting ready to start healing over, starting to scab over, and you rip it off, including anything that was scabbed, and it's back to being a fresh wound. And you rip it off again and you rip it off again and you do this multiple times this is why no contact is so key for healing and for growth now i know some of you guys are probably wondering okay what do i do about kids like i'm no contact but we have kids so i can't really go no contact and i want to assure you there's a lot of people out there in different relationships whether that's narcissistic abuse domestic abuse like sexual abuse all different types that have had to go no contact with their significant other not saying it's easy, but I want to first say it is possible. Going through different routes, whether that's through divorce, whether that's through different legal means, whether that's through mediation, having a third party is very key to going to that reduced contact or the best no contact you can with your toxic ex. If you're interested in learning more about Toxic X and how to um, co-parent with them, check out Lisa Sunny's webinar that's coming up on June 2nd, Co-Parenting with Your Toxic X. I've got links in my bio and would love to be able to have you attend that because it's going to be a great resource. Another resource that might help you guys out, uh, there's a couple apps that people have recommended to me that they've said work really well. That's the Talking Parents app, Our Family Wizard, We Parent, and app close. Those are the four that I know of uh, or that I've had people interact with me communicating that they work really well. So check those out. Those might help with going no contact if you have kids involved.